In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this series is in cooperation with Cinda Virtual. And Cinda brings you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda on www.cinda.org. Now, we don't only bring you thought leaders from all over the world, but we also have listeners from all over the world. So, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the series, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions, and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance and business values and ethics that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please listen to us live on Tuesdays, 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you miss us live, don't worry about it because we are on every major podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and all the others. And in this series, you can really get some great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from, stories that can motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly even help propel your career. So if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful either for your business or for yourself. And now on to today's episode. And what we're going to talk about today is digital transition and small businesses. And um, I'm going to start with a quick story. I, I go to the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. quite a bit. I went at the beginning of the pandemic. And there's a favorite bakery that I have there because, you know, people who live in Europe sometimes go to the United States and, you know, they don't always like the U.S. bread. So this is a European bakery. And it was right when the stores started to close down. And I went to get bread from the bakery and I got there and there was a sign on the door. It said, close to COVID. And, um, yeah, the bakery is owned by a nice little guy, I'd say, he's in his you know, middle 70s and his wife might be you know, late 60s. And the sign on the door said, don't worry, we're there for you. Download our app. And they had an app and you could download the app and you could just put your order in and 15 minutes later, they would be delivering it right to your car. Now, for a little business that is a tiny bakery in back, Woods, New Hampshire, I thought their adaption to digital transition was fantastic. And small businesses have a lot to gain by implementing digital transformation. I mean, going digital can help business owners develop productive and cost-effective workflows, can help reduce administrative overhead, and unlock growth opportunities. However, many small businesses find it challenging to embrace digital transformation. It's not that they don't want to. It's sometimes that they just don't know how to do it and they don't have the technical solutions. Now, with my little bakery, I'm sure somebody helped them. They got some help trying to find this digital. Now, 
Steya Nadella, Microsoft CEO, said that when the pandemic saw, started, we saw two years of digital transformation in two months. And suddenly businesses that were online skeptical were rushing into the digital space because they simply must. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And we're talking with Rachel Shapiro, and she is the S. ME Success Navigator at Visita, and Rachel leads educational campaigns and projects that support SMBs as they venture into the digital space. She started her first business when she was still in college, helping local small businesses build their web presence and shift from offline to online advertising. With eight years of experience and leading innovative marketing initiatives in the tech industry, Rachel specialized in harnessing technology trends to create new businesses opportunities for the benefit of small businesses and the communities they serve. And she's a tech geek at heart and committed to learning something new every day. And a little bit about Visita. Visita has been helping SMBs bridge the gap since 2010 by offering friendly um, digital solutions and they help SMBs digitize in the main areas of the business operations such as appointments, payments, client communication and marketing. Tailored specifically for service providers, Visita defines the way businesses interact with their clients, driving more opportunities for web, mobile, email, and social. So, Rachel, welcome to the show. Um, It's great to have you. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> so, um, you know, first a little bit, um, you know, these 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 podcasts are always amazing. We have listeners from all over the world, and today, um, you know, I'm sitting in in the in the middle of Europe, and you're in in Israel, and Israel has been kind of what I would consider the the great example of of getting um, technology rolled out, and and I mean, in the pandemic with the vaccinations, you've been organized. I mean, how, and, and your people call Israel kind of the new Silicon Valley. Um, first of all, how are you doing down there? Is everybody staying safe? And how are the small businesses doing? I, I heard they just started to open again. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, it, it has been a very interesting time here in Israel. Israel is a very, very small country. We have about 9 million um, in population and uh, the numbers are pretty high, pretty consistently high. And part of the reason is actually that the way the healthcare system is built here. So um, so the tests are actually free. You can get tested for free. Um, and people get people get tested a lot. Like we have very, very few undiagnosed cases. So I, I me and my family actually got tested a couple of weeks back. And uh, we it was it was such an interesting experience. We went through like it, it's built like a drive-through. It was kind of like going to McDonald's, you know, like you, <laughs> you don't need <laughs> you don't even have to get out of your car. You kind of sit in your car, roll down your window, you know, they give you a little test, you go through it and boom, you know, 72 hours hours later, you got a text message with the results. Um, so that part was pretty, pretty efficient. And uh, yeah, and the vaccines, you know, um, it's, it's moving pretty fast here. I think at this point, we have about 50% of the population has had the first dose. And I think about 35% has had the second dose. Uh, I had my first dose uh, last wow. week. My yeah, yeah, my husband is actually, um, he's a he's in the healthcare system. And he, uh, he works in the COVID wards, and he was actually in the first line. So he's mm. been vaccinated for a while. Um, but still, you know, they're, they're very, very careful when it comes to businesses here, the businesses were closed closed for, for a pretty long period. They just started reopening this week. Uh, so it's been a very challenging time, but people are very optimistic. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I saw that on the news and I saw that, that, you know, some of the health clubs with certain cards were open. And um, let's talk a little bit about those businesses because, you know, you're, you're you know, in Israel, it's so high tech. And I mean, you have customers from all over the world at Visita. Um, but, you know, all of a sudden there was this huge increase in digital adoption. I gave you the little example of my, my little bakery in New Hampshire. Okay. Um, what, you know, what was your thoughts around this? And then you know, why did this happen? <laughs> so, look, I think there's really two ways to look at it. I think one way is just, you know, kind of people had to, businesses had to. These online skeptical businesses were pretty much forced to move online if they wanted to stay alive. Um, and, and if we want to look at it with a little bit, like, I guess from the more positive side, we can say that finally these businesses had the opportunity to make this transition because what happened was, you know, as soon as, you know, the, the pandemic hit and we started seeing this trend of businesses moving online, we all also saw a real like change in the way information is being accessed online. So suddenly there's all this information available online about how to do, you know, uh, e-commerce, how to do online services, how to collect online payments. You know, suddenly there's so much awareness. And I know here at Visita, we actually launched, we had our own uh, platform that we created at the beginning of pandemic. We called it Business Unusual. And it had all this information about how to manage a business online or do the online workflows. And I know we weren't the only ones. A lot of governments launched these type of platforms. So suddenly there's all this information available and it just became a great opportunity to business for businesses to access information and, and act on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, launching those informational platforms is great, and I, I know the, you know, I know Visita did that, and um, I, I've seen some governments to do that. So, what, when when all this happened, um, how did, you know, how, how did the consumers react to this? And 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 you know, you could use your own country or some of the countries your your um, your customers in. What what sure. happened? Oh, so I think the consumers were thrilled, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, look, it's it's pretty natural. You know, so many people are accustomed, people of different levels of tax savviness, right? So they're still accustomed to online shopping, things like paying online. You know, these are really behaviors that we're re- seeing across the board, you know, in all age groups, pretty much all over the world. So being able to shop online, pay online, browse for services online. So suddenly the fact that you're able to, you know, pay online, for your local bakery or, you know, um, kind of wire, um, some, if someone comes to your house to provide cleaning services, you know, being able to pay them online. This is actually very, very convenient and very natural. It's kind of aligned with regular behavior that we see online in other areas. Yeah. And so, so I mean, what, what did you see? I mean, what, what are the, some of the areas that can be digitalized? You know, I, I gave the example of the bakery. I could order it. And, and, and um, actually, they didn't have it pay online, though. I had, to, I had to actually kind of put the money through a window. What are some of the areas that are being di- digitalized? Yeah, so there's look, there's a couple of main ones. I think payments is definitely one of them. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, being able to do the online payments, contactless payments, whether the service is provided, you know, remotely or even in person. Like I've been in a scenario where, um, you know, I'm at the physical location. This was actually at the hairdresser, and they said, you know, now during COVID, we're doing uh, contactless contactless transactions. You can actually we'll text you a a link and you just pay us, you know, from your phone. It kind of keeps 
saves them that hassle of dealing with cash. Um, so, so, you know, paying online has been really popular, whether it's in person or remote. Uh, and we also, you know, kind of moving payments online gives it's more than just collecting the payment online. It kind of opens this new window of opportunity where once the transactions are happening online, you can say, you know, if it's a recurring service. So so you say if I if I would go not that I, I <laughs> not that I go to the hairdresser every single week, but if I did go every single week, they could have told me, you know, why do we have to do this every time? Why don't we just set up a subscription, you know, and every time you come in to get your hair done, um, we just charge you automatically and we give you a special rate for that. So, you know, suddenly they can do that. They have the technological infrastructure to do that. So, you know, these subscriptions or service bundles or using these opportunities to upsell, it's really created new opportunities by kind of enabling online payments. Mm -hmm. uh, another area is is uh, scheduling. So, you know, online scheduling, less people calling on the phone asking, you know, oh, can I come in on Monday? Can I come in Tuesday? You kind of just give people a link, whatever your business is, they can go online, you know, see when you're available and just book themselves in without even picking up the phone. Um, and another big one is marketing, right? So digital marketing, I mean, that's not big, you know, digital marketing has been around for a long time, but I think now digital marketing is really becoming more accessible for the small businesses. You know, we see small businesses doing email updates, email campaigns, newsletters. It's just another way to stay in touch, you know, during these times where contact is so important. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's, that is right. I mean, contact is so important. When You know, payments is always really interesting to me um, in that area. And um, I know that you, you guys at Visita were quite ahead in this area. And, um, you know, a lot of, for me as a consumer, that's so convenient. Um, some people are still a little scared about it. Um, but do you think that the acceptance on these online payments have, has increased since the pandemic? Yeah, look, I think I think it is, as you say, like very convenient, you know, people understand more. I mean, let's let's look at it this way, right? It's great for the business. The business, you know, finds themselves in a place where they don't have to chase the payments. They don't have to deal with cash. They don't have to be like, you know, the check is in the mail. And it's also really convenient <laughs> for the consumer because it makes it so much easier to see, you know, OK, I did pay. This is the this is the amount. This is when it happened. All the transactions are documented and it just really kind of puts everything in order and structure. Uh, and I find that it's extremely beneficial for both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the and the same thing with scheduling. I mean, scheduling was something that happened. Um, it was started slowly before the pandemic. Um, my doctor had scheduling for quite some time now, um, but then all of a sudden it was this 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 great big boom. And um, sometimes I ask why some small businesses have not automatically implemented that. Look, I think it's an excellent question. I do understand that people love like to have control over their their time. You know, I can really relate to that too. Um, but I think what's what's kind of important to 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 think about here is that it's not so much losing control. In many ways, it's actually gaining control. You know, with online scheduling, you really free up all that time of dealing with people that are calling in. You know, asking to schedule or to move. Uh, we actually do this thing where we 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 send out like booking confirmations and appointment reminders via text message, and we find that. Really really helps to reduce uh, no-shows and last-minute com- uh, cancellations. So I think all in all, it's really worth taking that leap of faith and kind of, you know, moving into the online scheduling because I think we see we, we do see that when businesses move into the online scheduling space, they really benefit from it in many different ways. Yeah, and I'm sure that not only it, does it save on cost, but also it, you know, it can increase customers, and we're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to talk. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, um, I just want to know if you have. 
have a, a small example or a success story of somebody who transferred to digital for us. And then I want to talk about the impact this is having on small businesses financially and the business's um, bottom line and how that translates in different industries. And for our listeners, we are talking with Rachel Shapiro, and she is a is a SME success navigator at Visita, and she leads educational campaigns and projects that support SMBs, SMEs as they venture into the digital space. And Visita has been helping SMBs bridge the gap since 2010 by offering friendly uh, digital solutions, and they help SMBs digitalize in the areas of operation, such as appointments, payments, as we just talked about, clients' communication, and marketing. And tailored specifically for service providers, VC, it refines the way business interacts with their clients, driving more opportunities from web, mobile, email, and social, while empowering clients to self-serve. Now, if you'd like to learn more more about Visita, please go to Twitter under V-C-I-T-A, Visita, and Instagram under Visita, and on Facebook under Visita Inc., N-I-C, and if you'd like, they're also on LinkedIn under Visita. And for Rachel, if you want to talk to Rachel, go to LinkedIn and you can reach Rachel on LinkedIn under Rachel Nolman Shapiro. And that is, Nolman is N-U-L-M-A-N. And this show is also being brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda holds virtual trainings, conferences, market research. And we do legislative, Cinda does legislative white papers focused on digital. So if you'd like to learn about Cinda, go to www.cinda.org. Cinda just conducted a market research across 12 European countries um, with 30,000 SMBs seeing what they thought about their digital presence and how it had changed since the pandemic. And if you'd like to learn that or get that market research, go to www.cinda.org. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Tune in each week for the Labenthal Report with hosts Dominic Tavella and Michael Hartzman. The Labenthal Report keeps you in tune with market conditions, investment opportunities, and outlooks based on the stories and headlines to keep you in touch with your financial success. Are you picking the right financial path? 
Find out by listening to the Labenthal Report live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we are talking with Rachel Shapiro, and she is an SME or as you say, SMB, we can say both, uh, success navigator at Visita. And she leads educational campaigns and projects that support SMBs as they venture into the digital space. And Visita has been helping SMBs bridge the gap in digital since 2010 by offering friendly digital solutions, and they help SMBs digitalize in the main areas of their business operation. So, um, Rachel, we've just been chatting, you know, about what's going on. I gave you an example of my um, my little bakery there who who got half digitalized. Do you have any examples of, of an SMB that you could give us? Sure. Yeah. So, look, we've had really... Uh, different types of businesses across the board, you know, kind of going into these different types of digital transformations. Um, I guess a good example I can use here is actually um, a, a doctor. I know you mentioned your doctor before. So yeah. so we've recently had a great conversation with uh, Dr. Julie McLaughlin, which is a uh, medical doctor. She's a chiropractor. And actually, she does a lot of wellness uh, doctoring, too. <laughs> uh, she's based in Illinois. And uh, yeah, we, we had this great conversation with her because she started using Visita when COVID first hit. So, you know, she's relatively new to Visita. Um, and she kind of came in, you know, kind of expecting to find a solution that'll just help her sort of streamline her scheduling because she was working with a skeleton staff, you know, her she had to reduce her, sca- her staff when, when COVID first started. People wanted to stay home, you know, spend more time with family. Um, and she, what, what, what she ended up discovering was that this, you know, online scheduling was really just the very, very beginning because she was really able to automate her entire practice administration uh, wow. with Visita. So, so she's doing kind of everything within the app, right? She's managing her appointments. She's managing her billing. She's doing her uh, kind of her little, you know, client um, patient records. So she, we have Visita as a HIPAA compliant um, environment. So she can document, you know, different types of information in the card. And we also have a great feature called the patient portal or for non-medical practices, um, the, you know, the the client portal, which is basically the secure online space where um, clients can log in and access information. So they can access shared documents or pay their bills or, uh, you know, kind of book their next appointment. So through this, she was really able to kind of keep her audience engaged throughout the pandemic. Uh, And we also have a Zoom integration, which was awesome for her because she does a lot of telehealth. So she actually used Visita to get their appointments booked and then actually hosted them on Zoom through Visita. So it really kind of gave her this comprehensive solution that kind of let her manage the entire operation end to end from within one app. Wow, I mean, I mean that's fantastic, and that that's really what small businesses need. And uh, just a question on that: um, 
do you find when you're working with a small business, and you said she started with just the scheduling, and it, it probably takes small businesses um, a little bit more adjustment time to get used to this digital transition, but once they do, they get excited about it and they move to the next, pos- you know, the next feature, the next feature, um, or do you think, or do they dive in? Because, I mean, small businesses, she's a chiropractor, that's her core business. She has to get people well. She's not a in a technical person. I mean, how does it work? Do you find that it's, it's kind of step by step or some people dive in? So that's that's an excellent question. I think it really depends on the type of business. So, you know, some businesses can feel intimidated by this idea of, you know, what does this mean? You know, kind of, you know, sometimes when we say things like, oh, digital transformation or, you know, moving to these online workflows, it can, as you say, seem a bit intimidating because because it's not really it doesn't really translate into something real. It's like, what does that actually mean for my day to day? But yeah, once you start breaking it down and kind of explaining how, um, you know, and showcasing how moving to online scheduling, you know, online payments, managing records online, streamlining communication online, it really comes as a whole, you know, so there there are businesses that are doing, you know, just the online scheduling or just the online payments, which can be great. It's a great solution. But I think the real value is delivered when a business is really able to sort of harness innovation and trans in kind of transform into an entirely online environment where they're able to maintain, you know, much more, um, you know, productive workflow workflows and kind of work in this super transparent space where everything is trackable and, you know, some of the workflows are automated. That's when the real value I think is delivered. Mm-hmm. And I heard you say, you know, it's different in different industries. So how does that translate across different industries? Uh, so look, I think it, it's really, you can really find something, you know, a kind of a digital potential within every single industry. There's mm-hmm. a lot of potential in the kind of the field service and home service industry, um, where, you know, they, they're always looking for ways to, you know, become more organized. And honestly, it's, it's chaos. You know, I have a friend that manages like a, um, commercial cleaning company and she always tells me how it's like, you know, all over the place and you have different providers coming in at different times and people calling in and changing, you know, the arrangements. So having a tool where you kind of manage and orchestrate all of the kind of administrative stuff can really, you know, kind of provide clarity and actually let you focus on what you do best, let you focus on the actual service you provide, you know, whether it's commercial cleaning or a hairdresser or a bakery or a doctor, you know, you kind of just take this you know, madness of coordinating meetings and payments and appointments and messages, and you let it become automated, you let it become kind of, kind of, it's just sort of running in the background. So you can focus on what you do best. Um, Another, another kind of group of people that I've seen, you know, kind of really benefit from doing things more online are consultants where, um, where, where, yeah, so when they start communicating online, they really are able to unlock new opportunities for um, for upselling and cross-selling because they get the whole picture. You know, they, they usually, um, a lot of consultants will start with a small project and then, you know, kind of over time try to grow that opportunity. So when, uh, and I know a lot of consultants use CRMs. So with the CRM, mm-hmm. like the CRM within Visita, you're really able to get the full picture. You know, it's not just about this one little interaction we're looking at now. It's about all the communication that we've had and, you know, the different activity highlights, you know, the notes you take after calls, everything is accessible from one centralized hub. So you really get a snapshot of the full story and are able to kind of make the most of these new opportunities. 
Mm-hmm. I, I want to come back to that a little bit later. I have a couple other questions. I want to come back to the consultants and actually, you know, doing things online a little bit later. But I, I just want to stay with this. And, and I, I had to laugh when you talked about the cleaning because um, I have a house that I rent out and um, my cleaning crew just went to um, automation Okay. Um, access to our to our VRBO calendars and everything like that. And she she wrote to all the houses she cleaned and she said, "You guys have to do this. And anybody who doesn't do this, um, I can't clean for you anymore because this digital you know organization and scheduling helps me so much. I can't do it manually any longer. So I had to laugh. <laughs> and that story. Yeah. Oh, so it really but, hit home. Yeah, uh, yeah, really hit home. Um, but you know it's. It's not. It's just not just about the time. It's about the bottom line. So I mean, these transformations. You know, what have you seen? Um, how has it helped businesses? You know, build financial. You know, re- resilience or you know, impact the bottom line. Wow. So look, I think when it comes to the bottom line, the first thing that it does is it makes the bottom line visible. <laughs> You're actually able to see the bottom line. <laughs> you know what I mean? As opposed to thinking, you know, wait, how much, you know, did come in last month, this month, open invoices, paid, you know, it's all kind of streamlined and it's all trackable from one dashboard where you get a very clear picture of, you know, this is the amount of money that came in this month. This is the amount of money that came out last month. You know, this is for, you know, if you have different services, you can see how much you generated from each individual services. So I think that's kind of the foundation of everything. Suddenly it's all there. You know, you can see it. It's the first thing you can look at every single morning when you're having your coffee, you look at, you know, where are you standing financially? Um, You know, where is your business kind of standing financially at the moment? Um, And I think that gives you a lot of insights, right? So I think like what I've heard from uh, businesses that I work with is that what they'll do is they'll take a look at this data and they'll say, you know, okay, you know, this service is very popular, uh, but this service isn't really doing so well. It's underperforming. So what if I kind of try to tell these customers that, that, you know, that come to me for service A, I try to market service B to them. I try to upsell them. I try to cross sell them or I try to sell them. You know, if I can, if I can kind of segment my customers and see which ones are, um, you know, super loyal and super engaged, I can try and sort of create a loyalty program for them. It kind of gives you insights into a lot of information that otherwise wouldn't be really visible and accessible. Mm-hmm. Makes That makes a, that makes a really lot of sense. Um, you know, and that that's across all industries because sometimes small businesses just don't have that visibility. Okay, you're right. A thousand papers on their desk, and who knows what's going on? Um, you know, back to this cleaning story. You know, when she sent the email out, she said during the summer, which where we have our houses in a very popular summer area, she said, I can't believe during the summer we only missed twice cleaning houses. Okay, you know, know, all the papers were all over. Um, But, you know, I mean, do you think there's, so, you know, you've talked about cleaning, we've talked about doctors. Um, What are some of the other opportunities for small businesses? And do you think one industry might come out as a bigger winner as a, a, a different one? So we we actually ran, well, we ran a couple of surveys this year. One super interesting survey showed that um, over 30% of small businesses have applied some degree of uh, digital transformation to their business this year, which I think is a huge number. That's huge. Yeah. Um, yeah and, and another survey we ran, and I actually love this one, uh, shortly after, you know, the pandemic started, uh, you know, getting the numbers started getting real, as they say, uh, we ran a quick survey about how we think, how, how you know, 
kind of asking our community, how do you think the small business community can come together in times like this and, you know, provide support for each mm. other, for the, the communities they serve? And something that really came back a lot was um, how you should really become a helper, you know, be a helper in times of needs, you know, live, you know, use this opportunity to nurture relationships, you know, build relationships with customers, stay in touch, provide special services, special offers, you know, people will remember, people will remember mm -hmm. the businesses that stuck around, you know, help them through challenging times. And it also works the other way around. So we've seen like, and I've seen this firsthand, how a lot of the businesses that work with us are actually selling gift cards. So, you know, when things, you know, kind of get a diff start getting difficult, a lot of clients, consumers will come to the business and say, look, I really want to support your business in times of need. Let me buy a gift card now. Let me pay you, you know, whatever it is. You take the money, use it now for whatever you need, and I'll come back and, you know, redeem these credits at a later point in time when things are looking a little better. So that to me was really moving to see, you know, how people really come together in times of needs. Um, I, I, I actually I actually love that story. And I it's, it really hit home for me because I, I started shopping at like a local grocer, um, you you know, when, when I wanted to support, uh, you know, more of like a community driven business. And uh, something I really noticed is that everyone around was so nice. Uh, you know, in Israel, people, yeah. you know, it's, you know, there's a certain personality here in Israel. You have to be a little tough and you have to stand your <laughs> ground. But suddenly it's like everyone is just super nice. You know, I was standing online. I think I like cut someone in the line without noticing. And usually this man would have been like, oh, you know, what are you doing? And now he's just like, it's all good. You know, go ahead. Do you need help? You know, should I hold your basket? <laughs> um, yeah, just yeah. being a helper, you know, just being yeah. positive and supporting people where you can. Yeah, I mean, that that makes so much sense. And, and um, when you're here, when I'm hearing the stories, and um, I worked in, in Israel for a while in Haifa. And so I, I, I know, you know, I know the environment, but I was, everybody's so nice. And I think in the pandemic, everybody has gotten really nice. And when you talk about the gift cards, um, my favorite pub sells them. And I've got about 50 of them in my drawer right now. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, it's a Red Parker pub. Um, but, you know, I, and I want to talk about that, okay? We're going to take another break now. And I want to talk about that helper and the engagement. Because one of the most important things, I think, is keeping your brand. In, and well, part of the digitalization is, is the marketing. But keeping your name and your brand, as you said, that people remember you and being right there visible for them during the whole uh, crisis until we get out of the crisis. So when we get back, I'd like to talk a little about that and a little bit more about, you know, what's going to happen, you know, when we get back to normal in Israel, you're, you're getting there. Some of your gyms are open. Um, you know, how, are we going to keep this combination of online, offline, or what's going to happen? So for our listeners, we are talking today to Rachel Shapiro, and she is a SME success navigator at Visita. And Rachel leads educational campaigns and projects uh, support SMBs as they venture into the digital space. And Visita has been helping SMBs bridge the digital gap since 2010 by offering friendly, uh, digital solutions. They help SMBs digitize the main areas of their business operations, appointments, payments, clients, communication, and marketing. And if you'd like to learn more about Visita, you can go to Visita. W, uh, Visita is on Twitter under Visita. You can go to their website under www.visita. Yeah, they also are on Facebook under Visita Inc., 
and on LinkedIn under Visita, and that's V-C-I-T-A. And to, for Rachel, Rachel is also on LinkedIn. You can reach out to Rachel under Rachel Nolman Shapiro. And this show is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's largest, fastest-growing nonprofit digital association for market research, trainings, conferences, legislative white papers, and more. And if you'd like to learn more about Cinda, go to www.cinda.org for more information. And with that, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. 35 years of expertise covering multiple asset classes to be bluntly and openly discussed by Troy Ecker. The program is Tangible Assets for Tangible Results. Troy will dig deep, provide insight, and give his listeners real takeaway value from his own experiences and inside secrets he's learned. No nonsense, real life experiences, and a man of broad expertise will tackle asset classes you can see, touch, kick, and feel. Tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Talking with the Texan. Worth your time. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're, we're just we're having a conversation. I'm having a conversation with Rachel Shapiro, who's an SEM success navigator at VCTA. And we're just we're talking about what's happening in the in the small business community and and you know what we're seeing around the world as far as transition to digitalization um, with some really great examples. Um, Rachel's sitting in Israel and I'm sitting in Prague. So, you know, we're, we're seeing different things and you have customers all over the world. Rachel, you gave the example of your customer in Illinois. Um, so I, I want to come back to something that you said before about being a helper in engagement. And um, at, at Cinda, one of our sponsors, they, they did two things to 
to keep their members, you know, close to them during the pandemic. And one was sent gifts out with masks with Cinda. And right now they have kind of what they call the Cinda food challenge going on where they're sending aprons out uh, to everybody to tell them to send in their favorite recipes and they put them on the website. Um, So, I mean, this is kind of an outreach uh, example. You know, how important is it for, for small businesses to through their digital marketing and through marketing to keep in front of their customers right now? So first of all, I have to say, I absolutely love those examples. Anything food always works. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, look, I think it's, it's really a time where relationships are more important than ever, right? With everything going on, to have a solid relationship, a solid business relationship that you can lean on is probably priceless for many, many businesses. And uh, well, look, what I've been seeing at Visita, you know, within our own community, I see a lot of the businesses we work with who weren't really able to deliver um, you know, 100% of their services during these times, whether, you know, people are spending less or, or you know, uh, they, you know, preferring kind of online services, or maybe, you know, they're closed, the businesses have to close because of uh, regulation. Um, something that I've been seeing really, you know, bring, create impact is just this notion of staying in touch, keeping your audience engaged, even if you can't sell anything at the moment, or if you can sell less than usual, being able to maintain this open channel of communication is priceless. It's what's going to keep the relationship yeah. going. And, uh, you know, I've seen, I've seen it mostly with, uh, with email campaigns, you know, in Visita, we have a marketing module where we create these uh, ready-made email templates that businesses can create, can just send out, you know, you don't really need to be a designer or a web developer or anything like that. Um, and we created a special kit for COVID. So things like, you know, uh, you're on my mind, you know, we're thinking mm-hmm. of you, here's a special coupon, here's a special gift card, uh, like the one you said you like to buy. Um, and these have been used a lot by small businesses. So they're sending them out to their communities just to sort of keep the conversation going. And we've also seen a lot of small businesses that are sharing value adding content. So this mm-hmm. is really great. You know, it's another way to stay in touch. And it's also a great way to, if you, especially in like the coaching and consulting space, great way to position yourself as a subject matter expert just you know share a blog share a webinar go live on facebook talk about something that you find interesting and valuable and we've seen communities respond really well to these type of initiatives mm-hmm. yeah i mean i i think they're great and you're right i i respond well when i see it obviously for my pub with all those cards i have okay so um but anyways uh just you know uh, all this stuff is so important right now, and I and I guess my question to you is, what what do you think is going to happen after? I mean, you guys are starting to open up um, in Israel. Um, I, I have to say, we here in Europe are quite far behind. I've heard the states are are, are doing quite well in some states. Um, and do you think this combination of online offline? is going to stay or this online is going to stay with us how how what do you think it's going to look like so look i think a lot a lot of the trends we're seeing you know a lot of the sort of byproducts of doing things online are actually very positive so you know having working online has sort of created a more organized structure for organized and structured work more documentation you know i i know with my own team that we're less you know if we used to sit around in the office and just like have small conversations like oh you know what should how would you how what should what should i do here how would you recommend i would go about this 
you know, now instead of having these small conversations that aren't really documented anywhere, we have, you know, kind of more um, kind of solid processes and procedures. Everything is documented. You know, if we want to brainstorm, if we want to ask for ideas, it's all documented. You know, it's all happening in some sort of collaborative space online. And that's been really great for onboarding too. You know, onboarding new employees during this time is so, so difficult. I know I'm, I just, I'm just onboarding someone new during these last couple of weeks. And it's really difficult, but so much has actually become easier because there's such great documentation and such, you know, solid um, processes and procedures that really actually make it easier. So I hope that's something that stays with us. And I did and I anticipate it will, because I think it's changing the culture of organizations, creating, you know, more uh, transparency, you know, bringing things more doc into like this documented online collaborative space, which I think is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that too. And as you said, the communication, um, we've had to focus more on it um, because you you had VC to have to communicate with your customers. You 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 as um, a, a director there have to communicate with your team. Okay, and I think the you know uh, it's it's hard. The, the, we all kind of stumbled, and we're all like little babies learning to stand up when we first you know in March last year when we kind of had to do everything virtually. Okay, um, what did you find was probably the biggest challenge back then that you think has has gone away since then? When when you started first with dealing with your customers, helping them digitalize, going virtual, what was the biggest challenge? So I, I like to think of it as like you know, there's always different steps of process. It always sort of start as you say, like stumbling. You know, there's always this kind of. Um, storming mode where you're mm-hmm. kind of and and excuse me I, I I'm quoting someone here and I don't remember who it is but I know there is this method of like storming forming and performing so yes yes, yes. yeah yeah, I sorry, I'm like blanking out here, but there is, you know, and and I and that's I think that was the one of the, something that really kind of stayed in the back of my mind with the first couple of weeks where um you know, at first everything is new. You know, you're asking yourself, you know, how are we going to get through this? How are we going to pull this together? We don't know how long it's going to take. Um motivation was a major, you know, how do you keep people how do you keep teams motivated? How do you keep people what what's the stickiness that you create between team members? And uh and what I find is really, um, you know, a great way to keep people together is giving a sense of purpose, giving a sense mm-hmm. of unity, you know, being mission driven. So no matter where you are, you know, you are part of this, you are part of our mission, you're part of something big. Um, and, and this is where I actually think there's also a great opportunity for uh, digital agencies. I think there's a great space right now for digital agencies to sort of step in and be uh, supporters and like empower small businesses. Um, you know, I know, you know, a lot of digital agencies are really great at delivering leads and creating demand for small businesses. And now there's really this opening for them to step in even further, become more immersed in the businesses day to day and provide an infrastructure that goes beyond providing leads. It also goes into, you know, helping businesses follow up on these leads, create new growth, growth opportunities. And, you know, we partner with a lot of digital agencies and this is something we, we've, witnessed work really, really well over the last year and before too, but especially over the last year. So that's definitely an interesting opportunity. Yeah. yeah. And and as you said, uh, first of all, I just remember it's Tuckman, I think. Tuckman who did storming prom- uh, forming. Uh, performing. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I, I had to say that because it was on my head. Okay. Um, so anyways, you said, I, I think with the digital agencies, I think that's very correct. And I think there's huge opportunity for um, the small businesses because you said, 
in your your research, you had said that thirty percent. I think that was what you quoted um, had done some kind of digital transition, and um, I know in the Cinda research, it's about the same. Um, the increase was like from fifty to thirty-five percent in the in the European study. So that means that means there's still a lot of businesses out there um, since those studies that that are probably looking at transitioning. Um, you know, we're in the second lockdown here in Europe. You know, saying okay, now I really have to do it. So um, there are a lot of opportunities out there, aren't there? Absolutely. I think this is a really interesting time to, and and look, I think if I had to kind of choose one word (laughs) to describe, you know, the situation, I would choose a solution because Mm -hmm. I think this is a great time to provide solutions. You know, we're surrounded by discussions about problems and challenges and things that aren't working well. And, and, and it's true. There are a lot of plenty of things Mm -hmm. that aren't working well. It's, it's, it's easy to sort of focus on that, but so much depends on our mindset. You know, the more we encourage thinking and speaking and building solutions, you know, I think the more we're going to find ourselves implementing the solutions like in our lives and our businesses and in our communities. Um, and, and I think opportunity is another key word here, like trying to identify where is the opportunity to contribute and to create growth. Mm-hmm. And I think when you think about local businesses, um, you know, the digital has, has, it can, local business can actually increase their, their customer base, um, with digital, you know, they're, they're still local and, you know, the bakery probably will deliver bread only in that area. But I can think of a story. Um, I was looking for, uh, Paw Patrol masks. Okay. (laughs) Okay. okay. And, um, I couldn't find them and I wanted to send them to my nieces and I, I found a store I'm sitting in Europe and I found a store in Connecticut that had them. And now that Connecticut store, little tiny children's shop, would have never had the opportunity to have a customer from Europe before for, um, if they hadn't digitalized. So um, when you're talking, when you're talking with your digital agencies, um, that they, because they deliver your products, um, how do you... Uh, what do you encourage them? How should they approach their customers and, and how can they really help them? So I think there's there's like a lot of different opportunities depending on what type of verticals the agency works with and, you know, what, what level of digital transformation the businesses are looking at at the moment. Um, but, but I think kind of... Um, uh, what what I always encourage is to to think about you know what are the main points of friction for the customer for mm-hmm. the business you know is the business interested in you know translating leads into opportunities are they getting the opportunities but but finding it difficult to retain customers is it difficult for them to um you know to to maybe something that's related more to payments and financing and keeping track of the bottom line what we usually say is you know try to to find the main point of friction for the business, you know, solve that problem for them and then continuously show how you're delivering value in this area. So how you're helping them, you know, streamline their payments, streamline their appointments, create more engagement, create more retention. Uh, You know, it's identifying the key problem, you know, delivering a solution that works. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's uh, we're getting towards the end of the show, Rachel, and I think that's a great message to end with. But if you just had one one quick sentence for all your our listeners who might be small businesses, they might be digital agencies, everybody, what would that be? I would say that uh, we're going to look back at this time 
and remember the solutionists, <laughs> the people and the organizations that really, you know, harnessed innovation and creativity and created solutions. Great message. And I believe we're going to do that too. Um, looking positive. I see the light at the end of the tunnel and we've made so much advancement in the last couple months that I think it's really good for everybody. And thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. And for our listeners, we've been talking to Rachel Shapiro. She was She's an SME success navigator at Visita. And Visita has been helping SMBs bridge the gap on digital since 2010 by offering friendly digital solutions. They help SMBs digitalize in all their business operations, appointments, payments, client communication, marketing, and so on. And if you'd like to learn more about Visita, you can go to www.visita.com. And Visita is also on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook under Visita Inc. And Rachel is on LinkedIn if you'd like to reach out to Rachel under Rachel Nolman Shapiro. And Rachel, again, thank you for taking the time. You guys stay real safe down there. Um, hope to, to see you see you soon. Hope we can get back to traveling back and forth again soon. And take care. So for our listeners, this, this show has also been brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's largest growing digital nonprofit associations for companies, providing them with legislation, um, training, market research. Uh, did Cinda just produce some market research looking at 30,000 SMBs in 12 countries and seeing how their digital presence changed from 2019 to 2020 during the pandemic. So if you'd like to get that research, please go to www.cinda.com. Dot org and look under market research and it is accessible. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. Please tune in to us every Tuesday at 3 p.m. specific time. And if you happen to miss us, don't worry because we're on every major podcast platform out there. Thank you. And again, tune in next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.